it's rivalry week. Like it, there's no introduction needed. I it's just it's rivalry week. And the nice thing is, is like no matter what the records, it's still fun. Uh, I'm I'm not really excited about rivalry week this week. Um, especially if we don't have fields. It's just watching that offense on Sunday is was painful. Right. And, and we'll get in a little more of the rivalry roundtable, which is going to be the majority of this episode. Uh, the majority of the episode is going to be rivalry roundtable, recapping the – I have a lot to talk about with the Packers. Um, we got to talk about – it was uh, an interesting – let's just call it hour prior to kickoff for the Bears. Um, <laughs> so, but anyways, with that, we hope you had – a great Thanksgiving. Um, good Thanksgiving for the Limkey House. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, good food. You know the double double meal one at Crystal's family's one at mine. Um, it's tough, you know. It's uh well the bat like we talked about last week finding that balance of how much do you eat at one. Yeah, it's no, you tough. still got to be polite. It is like it's a complete first world problem. And I'm a um, dessert guy. Like I, oh yes, I want, I want to save room for dessert, and it's it's just tough. That's well, tough. when you gotta go through twice. I mean, it's you know, yeah, it's a battle. Uh, we fought the battle and the battle of the bird. And actually, I ate more ham than I did. Bird. And see, that's I can't stand turkey. Turkey I'm, is just I'm not a turkey guy. Like if you tell me like, hey, for Thanksgiving you can choose. You can choose between like turkey. Or like you could do even even do like pizza and wings. I would rather do pizza and wings than turkey, a hundred percent. Hot take: Thanksgiving is more about the sides than it is the actual. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And if you disagree with that, you're just wrong. Yeah, it's you are all just about wrong. The sides. Uh, everyone puts all the effort into the sides. That's what it's about. I, a thousand percent. Um, hey, U.S. men's national team. Uh, I do this just to see your reaction. Through to the round of 16, we are the U.S., the mighty, mighty U.S. Through to the round of 16. All I know is Mexico didn't make it. That's Mexico gotta, didn't go through. That's got to devastate. We're through. You're not. It's called soccer. Let's move on. Um, I, I will say – that I, I probably will wake up Saturday morning to see him play the Netherlands. Absolutely. Um, I'm not, as all of you know on here, I'm not, I'm not a soccer fan at all. However, I'm, not, I'm one to get into the hype of like the World Cup or, you know, like the big soccer. Well, and, okay, so like this afternoon, you had two games going on simultaneously. And so if Mexico won by two, they were going to go through. Mexico's up two nothing. Then all of a sudden, Australia comes back. Or no, Mexico's down two nothing, and it, it was just it was a wild scene. Listen, I I just am happy for the United States because you know again, I am not a, so- a soccer analyst by any means. I don't know a lot, but it just seems like they're young. They are. They're the, the second guys, youngest team at the World Cup. Who's the guy that scored the goal? Pulisic, Das American. Yes. All right, that's a man that gets hit in the junk and gets the job done. He sacrificed his junk for the good of this country. Absolutely. I Get, mean, American that, hero. Put that man 
on a poster and post it all over the United States. I think that's Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I think, like, he sacrificed. Absolutely. He sacrificed his for the ball, you know? Yes, yes. It can't can't get much better. Um, Speaking of can't getting much better, um, those games on Thanksgiving, like, they they were great football games. Is this the first Thanksgiving in your recent memory? Because it was mine. Where there were three yes. teams decided by one possession. Yeah, because normally you have at least one clunker. Right. It's normally the Lions that get blown yes. out. Um, I know the last couple of years, the Sunday night game has even been a clunker. Correct. Correct. But, man, this was a fantastic, this fantastic. Thanksgiving <laughs> slate of games. Um, and also, for me, uh, I also got Purdue – at like nine o'clock at night, you on did, game. yeah, for yes, West Virginia for, on, on the basketball game. side, yeah, that was fantastic. But and side note, uh, best weekend in Purdue sports history, yeah, I hundred ever, ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. So, but Thanksgiving was fantastic. One thing that I am a little concerned about, though, man, the Bills just don't seem to be on their game right now. Yeah, and I think that. Um, it had a little bit to do with just being like honestly, I'd play like dog water if I had to stay in Detroit for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, but I think that had something to do with it. You know, just being on the road for a week and a half, that's tough. Um, but you know, give credit to the Bills, but also give I- I'm telling you, dude, our division next year, I truly think the NFC North is gonna be a very it, it can be pretty good. My biggest work, like the Bills have to find some stability in the rushing game. Because if you look like on paper, it looks really, really good. 164 yards. But the problem is, is that almost half of that is coming from Josh Allen. Josh Allen, like I get that he is, he is a true dual threat quarterback. He's a little different of a dual threat quarterback than like a Justin Fields or a Lamar Jackson, where you don't really see too many design runs for him. He's able to make those plays. But you got to get a little bit more out of Devin Singletary. You just have to. He still had a pretty good game, you know, 72 yards rushing on on 14 carries. But what I think the reason why you don't see that rushing production these last couple weeks is because the Bills offensively have struggled running the football just – on the blocking side of it. I feel like their offensive line was normally pretty good about opening up holes for Devin, Devin Singletary, um, you know, but right now the bills are struggling offensively to make those big plays to digs, um, you know, to Knox, to Gabe Davis that you normally were seeing at the beginning of the year. Um, and I think one thing they're trying to do is just protect Josh Allen. Um, yeah. As you see with Justin Fields, what happens when you have a running quarterback? He's out there to get hit. He's out there to get hurt. They're trying to keep him healthy, keep him in the pocket. Um, but again, a win's a win. You got to be happy with a win. That you know, for, what Ford Field is it still called Ford yep. Field, right? I mean, that place was packed. A lot of Detroit Lion fans right now are happy with the product on the field. They're happy with the coaching staff. Um, but, man, there were a lot of Bills fans in attendance for that well, football game. 
And if you look, these next three weeks will define the Bills' season. I mean, they still have not won a division football game. Yeah, They are 0-2 in the division. And these next three weeks coming up at the Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins are absolutely massive for the Buffalo Bills. And um, just looking at that division as a whole. like it, They're huge. Yeah. And they are absolutely massive because you're going to look at the winner of this division is going to be the two seed. Yeah. I, th- that's what it's looking like. The winner of this division is going to be the two seed, whoever it is. And that means, number one, and probably most importantly, you avoid Kansas City until the AFC Championship, but you also get those first two games at yep. home, which yep. is massive, especially if you're Buffalo. And especially if you're not the Green Bay Packers. Thanks, bud. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the second game, though, when it came to the Cowboys, uh, I – I just think that it's only a matter of time before the Cowboys are a, just a jugger, juggernaut in the NFC. I, their defense is spectacular. Um, now that Zeke's getting more involved, uh, you got hit, two-headed monster with him and Tony Pollard. It, fantastic. Dak's getting more comfortable. I just – I see Dallas as being one of those sneaky teams in the playoffs that you you're probably not going to want to play. However, their coach is still Mike. It's still, it's still Mike. I, at the end of the day, however, we saw what they can do to the Vikings. So the Vikings aren't going to be afraid of these guys. Um. So, but but I mean, here end of the day, what's interesting is that even though they have the third best record. The best they could be right now is the fifth seed. Yeah. And, and so that plays – or sorry, the fourth seed. They, they, it could be the fourth seed. Right. Uh, no, fifth seed. Because the absolute travesty of this whole thing is that one of these sub-500 teams in the NFC South is going to get a home game against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. As it stands right now. Yeah. Can you imagine if that game's Dallas going to Atlanta – like that, and see, part of me thinks like, okay, I get you want to reward people who win their division, but if your division winner is like, there should be a clause. If your division winner is sub five hundred, like you got to go on, you lose that whole game. Right. If the, the team that's the five seed has a better record than you, you're going on the road. Uh, get right game for the Vikings a little bit, I think, yeah. on Thursday night. Um, Absolutely. After, I, and that was the game that they had to come out. They had to make a statement. Again, they didn't look great all the time, um, trailing going into the fourth quarter. But, again, uh, a 10-0 fourth quarter. Um, and, and I think a, a little bit important, they got Thielen involved a little bit more this week. And I think, yeah. you know, all the attention goes to Justin Jefferson, and for good reason. For good reason. Absolutely. But if this team is going to have playoff success, I think getting Adam Thielen more involved in that offense, even if it's, you know, just based on the slot, um, getting that slot weapon there, they got to get Dalvin Cook running the ball a little bit more. Yeah. And I mean, only averaging like two yards of carry is just not going to get it done. Yeah. And I think another thing that we're really not talking enough about is someone that's going to be a huge get for the Vikings in that red zone is TJ Hawkinson, man. That guy yep. is a beast in the red zone. Being able to throw 
throw up a ball and him making a play. You know, that's a kind of like a Kyle Rudolph that the Vikings had in previous years that they would just throw the ball up to and he would go get it. Um, having all of those weapons at your disposal down in the red zone, it just depends. Do you have Kirk Cousins or do you have Kurt Thuggins? And it just kind of depends on the situation. He's he's going to decide if this team is an, a Super Bowl contender or not. And, I mean, the thing is, like, I guess technically this division isn't over. This division's over. So, I mean, really, they've locked up at least one home game in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they're not out of it for the one overall seed. Because if you look at the Eagles, the Eagles still have to go to the Giants and to the Cowboys. So definitely uh, some important games here for those guys at the top of the NFC. Uh, I guess technically still talking about a division leader, um, the Tampa Bay Bucks. I, uh, this weekend had some like games that we didn't think were going to be very entertaining end up being quite entertaining football games. Yeah, they were bad football. That ended up turning into decent. That turned into entertaining football. Right. And I think um, that that catch by Najoku in the end zone in this game to set up overtime was sick. That catch was unbelievable. And that was sick for my fantasy team. And my big that's my tight end. Mine too, bud. Yeah. Um, but so not our, our the LR weekly. No, your your other league, yeah. The the big league that I'm in, and that was uh that was the deciding factor of my win and loss. Actually, I only won by like seven points. So yeah. Um I just the the, the Bucks are a football team that and this is going to sound really, really weird. I still think that they could beat just about anybody. I just feel like it depends on this defense. Like, like is it is the defense healthy? right? Is the defense that held the Cowboys to three points right going to show up, or the team who gets torched by the Ravens by the Panthers? Like, which team is going to show up? Right, and it's almost. And here's the other thing too: like the Browns. Now you're getting. Um, Deshaun Watson back now that's huge for that you know I I just makes me feel like I have a kink in my neck and then need a like just a little bit of rub right here and I might be able to play a football game no but I that whole situation to me is just come on the game that he gets to come back is against two his former Yep. At Houston, if he, that is not just like, oh, we have to – we could suspend him, but he's got to come back for this game. You cannot tell me that that was not in the minds of the NFL when they made that suspension. Yeah, it's – I you know how I feel about that whole situation. I do not think that Deshaun Watson should be playing football, period. I don't. Um, I feel like he, the, only, the only people that do are the people in Cleveland right now. Right, and I'm not even sure they do, but it's another one of those situations. Like, hey, if you're going to tell me that my best player can play, I'm going to play. Like, exactly. I, so yeah, you can't fault Cleve, Cleveland for doing this. No, it's not at all. Like, if you you paid this man, you gave up a lot for him. Correct. He he's got to be on the field. Um, 
staying in the state of Ohio, a huge win for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I, I think this was a game, you know, we, we kind of went back and forth on talking about Cindy's Titans. I mean, really, the Titans are playing fantastic football, but the Cincinnati Bengals defense stepped up in this football game and held Derrick Henry to 2.2 rushing yards per carry. To me, if you are able to do that, that is a recipe for success when you are playing the Tennessee Titans. Well, and if you look, it's huge. It's a huge loss for the Titans. Yeah. Because it puts you two games out of that one seed in the AFC. But it's also just a mental thing now that, hey, you just can't beat the Bengals. No. And Joe Burrow, this is the other problem. You look at the Bengals in this game, offensively, they were depleted with injuries. Yep. You have no Jamar Chase. You have no Joe Mixon. Those are two of your top weapons on the offensive side of the football. And Joe Burrow was still able to do enough to win this football game with T Higgins. Um, you know, I, I, are the Cincinnati Bengals going to be healthy at the right time? This is something now, this is always the narrative near the end of the season is when these teams that have been beat up all season long and they start and they're able to sustain those injuries and be able to win football games and string together wins. And then they get these guys back are all of a sudden, they getting healthy and coming together at the right time. And that's something that the Bengals, it might be just everything's lining up for them to be another Super Bowl contender in this AFC. And you look at the Titans, a couple of big warning flags. First, sub 40 yards for Derrick Henry. Like right. that's just, that's not okay. No. Then your leading receiver being Derrick Henry. Also not okay. So, no. The Titans have a whole lot of uh, work to do, shall yeah. we say, uh, before we can start talking about them as an AFC elite. Yeah. Uh, commanders. Um, this is not a football team that I would want to play in the playoffs. Sneaky, Josh. They are Absolutely. And again, you're just waiting for Chase Young to get healthy. We talk about it like the last three weeks. When Chase Young, you add him to that defense – that defense now all of a sudden becomes one of the top defenses in the NFL. And if Taylor Heineke is kind of like, it's almost built like the Bears Super Bowl run team where they had Rex Grossman. It's like your offense just does enough to put up points, but not an, enough stupid things to lose you the football game. And the defense can go out and shut it down. That is really what reminds me of this commander's team. And you're just waiting for people to start taking them seriously. But I'm telling you, Josh, after they beat the Eagles, I said, I told you and I said it. I said, the commanders are a team we're going to have to watch come playoff time because their defense is so dynamic and is so good at stopping the run and so good at pressuring the quarterback and was the reason they beat the Eagles. So, and right now, so if the season ends today, you get a Commanders-Vikings first-round playoff game. Yeah, if I'm the Vikings. I, I don't I, want that. No, not at all. So, and I mean, you look right now, you have the NFC East, the Vikings, the Niners, and the Bucks as the playoff teams in the NFC. <laughs> Isn't that? Which no one would have thought that right now. 
But again, I mean, like we've said, this is a commander team that you're not going to blow them out. They're not going to blow you out. And they're going to make you make plays at the end of the football game. And if you can't make those plays, the commanders are going to beat you. Uh, A team that's not really beating anybody. The Denver Broncos. Josh, is the signing of Russell Wilson setting this franchise back five years? I am going to make a statement here that I kind of alluded to a couple of weeks ago. I think this could be the biggest free agent signing bust in NFL history. Strictly on the grounds of how much they paid him. And how much it was hyped up. Compared to what his performance on the field has been. It is, it's almost like the Broncos offense is incompetent. They don't even know how. And if you're on that football team, you, you, so I don't know if you read this or not, but like his wife, Sierra threw him a birthday party and only half of his team showed up for his birthday party. It reminds me of draft, uh, draft Draft day. day. Yep. Where the quarterbacks like how, why were, why wasn't his teammates at his birthday party? Yep. His teammates at his birthday party. That was a huge red flag. Um, is this a huge red flag? Are the Broncos de- – are they imploding? Are they going to have to make a coaching change after hiring, you know, Nathaniel Hackett and thinking that he was going to be the second coming of Aaron Rodgers? I. But, again, I mean, that that's the important part here with Hackett. The, the, Bron- the Broncos front office put all their eggs in Hackett's basket thinking that he's going to bring Aaron with him. Right. And then Aaron doesn't come with him. So do you and think that either way he was gone after one year because he didn't bring Aaron with him unless this whole Aaron – like if Russell was playing great and this offense was putting up points, I think Hackett stays obviously. But Right. It, it's it's an interesting conversation. I mean, it's one that lots of people are talking about that, hey, like th- this is a horrendous season for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Awful. And it's not one that you can uh, really take lightly. Um, the Jags going for two. It, the only reason I I love this, Josh, was because of how many times the Ravens attempted to do this last year. Correct. And it came back and shot them in the foot, and it caused them to not make the playoffs. And now this year, you got the Jaguars, who again have nothing to lose. They got everything to gain from this. They're supposed to lose this football game. Go out, go for two, upset the Ravens, and now all of a sudden, you know, with Tennessee losing, the AFC South could could get interesting. Do I think it's going to? No, I think the Tennessee Titans are the clear-cut favorite to win this division. But if there's a team to sneak up on them, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. It sure is not the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and, and I think still, like, you look at that, the idea we're talking about a man attempting a 67-yard field goal is just absolutely unnatural. Right. Like, it's just fantastic. But, again, a surprising win for the Jags. Um, at the Cardinals. I, I will say that, for me, they have to be one of the most disappointing teams all year. 
I would put them in the same category as the Denver Broncos, Josh. I I just after the year the Cardinals had last year, and you know you have Kyler Murray, you have D Hop, you have James Conner, you have Zach Ertz. Now, granted, Zach Ertz got hurt. Hollywood Brown got hurt. Rondell Moore's been hurt. You know the, that whole football team has been banged up. You know Murray's been hurt. Connor was hurt for two weeks or so. I just again. This is a you know now we're getting closer to the end of the season, Josh, where we talk about coaches that are on the hot seat. Yeah, you know, I like we already talked about Nathaniel Hackett. Is Nathaniel Hackett on the hot seat? Yeah, it, you just you just wonder. And it's interesting if you look; he's never put together a full season. And you have the talent there. It's not like they don't have talent. Yeah, I, w- I would be interested if they they start if you start hearing Cliff Kingsbury as a, a possible firing of this season and him going back to college. Um, yep. I I would not be surprised with with that result one bit. Um, but please stay away from um, Lou Getze, please, because he's ours. What I think was the game of the week, uh, capped by Josh Jacobs. I, Josh Jacobs, 33 carries, 229 yards. All right. Ready for this, Josh? Yes. In my fantasy league, not the LR Weekly one, I played against a guy that not only had Josh Jacobs, but also had Christian Watson. Oh, boy. And I was able to still win. Oh, boy. And, and, you know. Josh Jacobs had 51.3 fantasy points. Yeah, he had a day. And I was able to win. Uh, to me, that's that's a win and survive and just never look at that score again. Absolutely. But that football game was literally zero defense. No defense allowed. No, it, it was kind of like playing men. Yeah, back and forth and back and forth. Um, honestly, I was waiting for um, – Adams to make a just an unbelievable catch and win the football game there at the end. I thought they were going play action from the 10. I was watching that football game at, at Crystal's mom's on Sunday and uh, Crystal's mom and Troy's. And I, I was waiting. I was like, oh, this is going to be play action. Deep bomb to Devante. And, but then, man, a hole just opened up and Josh Jacobs just, I don't No one touched him. Um, that is a huge loss for the Seattle Seahawks, though, Josh. A team that – Yeah, that, that that's football, devastating. That was a football game that you kind of wanted to chalk up as a win um, and look ahead. But, again, this is just the NFL. You cannot look ahead in any single football game. You know, that's just the parody of the NFL. And Seattle losing that game at home hurts. Yes. That is a devastating loss. And now all of a sudden you're looking at these standings and you're going, it's not as comfortable as it once was. And well, now, now they're they're out of the playoffs. Right. As of right now, they're out of the playoffs. Yeah. And so it that that's just a big loss for Seattle. And now it's just you got to recover from that. And that's a tough one to bounce back from. All right. Um Boy, I Sunday. Rough. Woof. 
Ah, uh, Mike White torched them. Oh, uh, the Bears have literally like there's nobody on the defensive side of the football. No, honestly, Eddie, well, Eddie Jack. Now that Eddie Jackson's hurt, yeah, I don't know if there's a single guy on that Bears secondary who I would say is a major NFL contributor. No, Eddie Jackson was the last one. Now he's done for the season. Um, your two rookies were out with a concussion. Um, now Mooney's done for the season. Uh, it. This is why, in my opinion. Fields should fields the season should be over. There's yes, absolutely. Uh, and listen, the kid's a competitor. Everybody is begging for him to come back and play this game this weekend. Uh, Josh, I officially turned down this Bears Packers <laughs> um, on Monday after watching Sunday and after everything that happened. I'm just I'm like. If I have to go watch Nathan Peterman versus Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, I just – and freeze my butt off. I, I just – I don't want to do that. I don't want to make Crystal sit through that. I kind of would just rather sit on my couch and watch. As much as I miss going to games, it doesn't beat like after the game's over, I can just go click and watch the next game. Right. You don't have to walk to the car, battle Drive. traffic. Yeah. And that's – it literally is an entire Sunday. Yes. When you go to an NFL football game at noon, you you watch your noon game and then the Sunday night game. Correct. That's um, it. I'm with you. Especially so this week, I don't think the Packers defense would pose too much of a threat. But then you look Eagles, Bills, and Vikings, three out of the last four. Like you can't play him against those teams right now. No. And which for Bears fans, like, God, is this awful. It's so bad. Yeah, watch. and I think this is kind of worst-case scenario. Yeah. Like, well, honestly, it's not really that bad for what we are looking forward to. Um, you know, you this sets you up with a fantastic first-round pick. If yeah. you just continue to lose games, which to me – they're 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 probably going to lose to Green Bay. If you don't have Justin Fields, you're not you're not beating Green Bay. There's no chance, um, unless honestly, I kind of hope Aaron Rodgers plays. At this point, we'll, we'll get there. Who we'll, would have thought we'll, that? We'll get there. But you're not going to beat Green Bay. You're definitely not going to beat the Bills. You're definitely not going to beat the Eagles. You're definitely not going to beat the Vikings. And what do they finish with? The Lions at the end? And they have the year? Lions on New Year's Day. Yeah. And it's like who you've yeah. already lost to once. Right. And it's like, meh, who cares at that point? Right. Like, I think at this point, okay, you've seen the development of Justin Fields through the first part of this year. There, there's no benefit. There's no benefit. I you will already you. have a stockpile of draft picks. Yeah. Go get. Again, you're not going to get the number one overall draft pick. That's going to be the Houston Texans. But you're going to get a top five, top six pick. Stockpile that with everything else. Get Justin healthy. Get everyone else healthy. Chuck it up to bad luck. Yeah. And here's the the next part. Like, as it sits right now, the Bears actually have the second pick of the draft. So, if there's a team that 
wants to jump over some teams to get a quarterback that's in need of a quarterback and wants to – and the Bears – because that's another thing. The Bears really, if they're able to get multiple first-round picks from like a team like Detroit, who has, like, I think, the third and the 13th pick as it sits right now, if you're able to tr- make a trade with Detroit for a quarterback, again, tough to trade you know, an in-division rival and let them draft a quarterback. But if you can get two picks in the first round and maybe get yourself that defensive tackle – because from Georgia, and then maybe draft yourself another wide receiver, or an offensive lineman, and get two first-round pick ch- talents, I'm good right. with losing for the rest of the year. Right. If you're looking at someone who, if C.J. Stroud has a good bowl season, um, wants to go after C.J. Stroud, worried that the Lions might take him where they currently are at five, you'll see someone pop up there. Again, uh, lots still in the future for the Bears, but I think – like for this year, you have to just say, okay, the month of December, we're just going to take our medicine, just move on. Yeah. And that's, it's, this is so tough. Um, Cause I really haven't had a season like this, you know, since the, like the end of the night, like, I guess what last, I guess last season was bad. Um, but, I really haven't had too many seasons where you're just like, we're normally got our, we normally still have our logo, like in the hunt. Like we're still in the hunt. We're not even in the hunt. Like, it's just weird to have this much football left to be played and just it not matter. Um, But I think for my overall health and for um, our household, it's kind of nice when you're just like, yeah, nah, whatever happens, happens. It's it is what it is. So it's kind of relaxing. Um, but at the same time, it's not really as a fan what you really want. Correct. Quarterback controversy in Green Bay. Absolutely. I, I will tell you right now that what I've seen out of Jordan Love on those last couple possessions he had in Philadelphia, if you're the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers is beat up. Why would you not just see what happens? Right. Because, but here's the problem. Rogers signed a three-year, $150 million deal, Josh. He's not going anywhere unless he retires. And I'm just going to tell you, the guy's not retiring after this year. It's just not happening. Right. I just, he's either, he's either going to play in Green Bay or Green Bay is going to trade him. Those are the only two options. They're not retiring. So here's an interesting thing uh, that came out today. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said that he was open to the idea of Justin or of uh, Jordan Love starting the rest of the year. In, in a press conference today, he said that he was open to the idea. Um, he. So watching that game Sunday night, uh, I got way too excited for a backup quarterback to come into the game. Um, and my Twitter feed shows it. Um, for me, I felt a different energy watching the Green Bay offense and really the Green Bay team in general. When they normally show Rodgers on the sidelines, he's by himself. Nobody's really around him. Nobody's talking to him. When they pinned to Jordan Love on the sidelines, he was surrounded by his teammates. 
yeah. the energy from that offense. I mean, they do went six of nine. Two of those incompletions were drops. Yeah. 113 right. yards and a touchdown. Granted, like 60 of it was on the one throw to Watson. But right. still, and, he was accurate was, with balls. And everybody was so like, oh, my God, what a throw by Jordan Love. It was literally a crossing pattern where all he had to do was just lead him and put it on the – and it, Okay, but Watson, here's the thing. But, like with Aaron Rodgers – how many times has Rodgers missed that throw this year? Well, okay, but again, like it wasn't a spectacular throw. Now all of a sudden, you know, all the Packers fans used to make fun of the Bears fans where it's like, oh, my God, we finally found our quarterback, blah, 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 and he made one throw. Hello, welcome. Here, welcome to the club. Here's the other thing about Jordan Love. Um. He made some plays with his legs. Yeah. And that that was such a huge part of what made Rodgers successful was his ability to move around. And, dude, I don't know why that has not been there for Aaron Rodgers this year. He's just older, man. And and I think that that's the thing that, like, okay, with the weapons you have, you have to have a little backyard football where you have to have playmakers make plays. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is capable of making those plays anymore. No. And this is now all of a sudden where you need to stop and think. um, If you're the Packers, Jordan Love now, this is it. You have to decide, right? Is this – will next year be his fifth year on his contract? Yep. So you got to decide. You're going to pick up the fifth year? Or are you going to let him walk? Which, to me, you're stupid if yeah. you let him walk. And, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of support in Green Bay for making this quarterback change. I think that Aaron has – and don't get me wrong. The career that Aaron Rodgers has given the Green Bay Packers is first ballot, surefire, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Period. No questions asked. None whatsoever. Yeah. But much like his predecessor, and it's so hard when you have that success to know when it's time to hang it up. Right. Yeah. And honestly, if you're Green Bay, like your season's over, you're not making the playoffs. Um, Everybody thought, well, we, you know, we still have a chance. You got to beat Philly, then beat Philly. Um, you know, you're going to beat Chicago this week for sure. I man. Okay. When was the last time that this game was this meaningless? For both sides, probably a very long time. Yeah. I mean, just like there is no meaning to this football game. No, whatsoever. this goes from America's game of the week to ship it to London material, Josh. I, it 100% is. And like, can either side really brag about winning this football game? I mean, if Justin Fields doesn't play and the Green Bay Packers defense can't shut down either who Peterman or Simeon, if we can't shut that down, then we need to shut the franchise down. Right. Um, but still, I just like 
there there's just not much talent that's going to be on the field. No, and you look at it really like again. I'm going back to my fantasy team because that's the only team really I have to root for right now, and. Montgomery is probably the best option for the Bears because he's going to get the bulk of, you know, those dink and dunk catches that yep. to get from Mitch, you know, and now you're getting it from these quarterbacks that are not mobile that are just going to have to get rid of the football. And in a PPR league, Montgomery is probably a good play this Which, week. Which, and hey, we learned last week the Packers can't stop the run. Yeah, whether it be the quarterback or a running back. I mean, my goodness, over 300. Like, that was horrible. Well, and, and they were still in the football game. Yeah. Like, that's the part of the whole thing that blew my mind, was that they were still in that football game. And I was completely prepared. So, I mean, the Eagles jump out 13 nothing, and I'm like, sweet. One more touchdown. I'm turning this off early night. And then the Packers obviously come back. It's a back-and-forth game the rest of the time. Um, but I like what I saw from Jordan Love. I no longer think that the drop-off from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love is going to be as dramatic as people thought it would be. Um, obviously, he's going to take a little bit of time to get used to uh, permanent NFL playing time. But I think that Jordan Love will be a very serviceable, at worst, NFL quarterback. Yeah, I would agree. And no fighting. much like Shakira, our picks don't lie. We're all tied. It's your favorite thing, Christian. Much like the U.S. against Wales and England, we are currently at a draw, my friend. Blech. But uh, this will make the rest of the year, like, again, this is the first time in podcast history that I'm not correct. on it. Correct. That And listen, we got some football games this week, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. We got some and, – and meeting up and down starting Thursday night in Foxborough, the wagon against the evil empire. I think that, again, if you're the Bills, you have to win a division football game. Yeah. Like, you have to win a – this is must win for the Buffalo Bills – I think that they've kind of righted the ship a little bit. Give me the Bills. Yeah, I'm on the Bills as well. Um, I think this is a game, again, the Bills have basically been playing on the road for three weeks. Um, Opportunity for them to go into New England and really solidify themselves as, you know, the team to beat in that division. Uh, Divisional game you got to have. This is when you need your big playmakers to step up. I think – Diggs has a big week this week. Um, New England really struggled when they played against the Bears on stopping the run. Um, so you look for the Buffalo Bills to really get Devin Singletary involved in this offense this week. Steelers at the Falcons. Uh, huge game for the Falcons, too. A very winnable game at home. Uh, you counteract that with the Saints going to Tampa. The Saints always give the Bucks problems. Right. Always give the Bucks problems. So huge game here for the Falcons. Underdogs at home. Steelers coming off of a huge Betty Snell. Absolute Kentucky, Kentucky football. Yep. Okay. Side note, L's down. Louisville doesn't exist. Uh, give me the Falcons. I'm going Pittsburgh on this one. Um, 
I I really like the way that they're playing right now. Their defense looked very good against a you know a Colts offense that's not that you know they looked awful on yeah. on Monday night. Um, but man, they held that offense in check for the entire that in first half. Um, so I'm going I'm going pit on this one. The Jaguars invading the Motor City. Give me the fighting Dan Campbells. I like Jacksonville in this football game. Uh, again, this is an opportunity for Jacksonville to try to sneak back in this AFC South hunt. Um, what a win for them last week. Carry that over into Detroit again. I think this is going to be a, a sneaky, good energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the Jets against the Vikings. Um, again, Huge game for both sides for different reasons. I mean, if you're Minnesota, you're still in that fight for that one seed. You got to hold home field. Uh, for the Jets, you're battling for your playoff lives still. Uh, but give me the Vikings at home. I think the Vikings got to prove a little bit here. Like you got waxed by 37 by Dallas two weeks ago. You snuck one out against New England last week. I think you need a statement win here for the Vikings. Uh, what, what, what time is this game, Christian? I was just about to ask you, Josh. It's at noon. Okay, give me Kurt Thuggins. And Kurt Thuggins only thugs at noon. Give me Minnesota. This is also, I'll just tell you, my lock of the week, Minnesota covering those three points because, again, Kurt Thuggins only thugs at noon. Uh, man, I'll go ahead and say it. As far as playoff implications go, this is your game of the week. Yeah. Um, Commanders and Giants. Giants have been scuffling. I mean, like they have not looked good. No, that the the fraud label is starting to come out. Yeah, the pretender is starting to come out. Um, again, can the Commanders bottle up Saquon Barkley? I I think that's going to be your deciding factor in this game. Can the Commanders' defense bottle up and contain Saquon Barkley? If they can, I got the Commanders. If Saquon runs loose, think it could be a struggle. But I like the Commanders to go into New Jersey and get the win. I like the Giants in this football game. I think this is a good bounce-back game for the Giants. Um, This is a game that they have to win. This is a game that if you're the Giants, you're at home. You've got to find a way to win this football game. Um Again, it's really tough for me, Josh. I'd really, I really want to pick the Commanders in this, but I just, I like the Giants at home this week. Give me the Giants. And I love that it's Week 13, and we are talking about huge impact playoff football already. Like, right. I absolutely love that because I feel like in the last couple of years, it's been like, okay, you have your top four in each conference, and other than that, nobody really has a shot. This year, I feel like it's wide open. I mean, you have an entire division that we are saying could legit beat anybody. Right. Which is fantastic. Uh, Cindy's Titans taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I don't like Cindy's Titans. Like, I just don't. I, I think Philly is going to dominate this football game. Yeah, I like Philly as well. Um, I just, again – if the Eagles defense is able to bottle up that run game from Derrick Henry and make Tennessee one dimensional, uh, again, 
Tannehill kind of struggled last week. It wasn't like that Thursday night game where he threw for 300 yards against the Green Bay Packers defense. Um, but, yeah, I like Philly. Uh, Baltimore is going to beat the Broncos. Yeah, I got um, I got Russell Wilson at Chuck E. Cheese with nobody showing up for his birthday party yeah. and Baltimore winning the football game. And now – the gossip column game of the week. Yep. The Browns and the Texans. I Here's the thing. This is not a good football game. Like, neither one of these football teams are good. Uh, this is more storyline than it is substance. Uh, Give me the Browns over the Texans. <sighs> I, I don't. I don't want to. I If you are a, a human being, you're rooting for Houston this week. Correct. You are. You just there's nothing more that that you would want to happen than for Deshaun Watson to go out and throw like five interceptions. Oh, I 100% agree with you on that. But I don't think it's going to happen, so give me the Browns. On the lake front. Hmm. Possibly the last time for Aaron Rodgers playing on the lake front. If he plays. This is uh, this is not. And Christian, I'm going to say it. Take this game and ship it to London. Yeah, well, we could do that. Like, I just, I don't care about this football game at all. No, at all. But if the Packers win this football game, I will not say a word to you about it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> now I know if the Bears beat the Packers. That's, okay, you throw a little shade my way. As long as Justin Fields doesn't play. If Justin Fields plays, I'm not going to throw any shade. But if Justin Fields doesn't play and either Trevor Simeon or Nathan Peterson uh, beats the Green Bay Packers, then no. no. Uh, and I don't think they're going to play Fields. And because of that, for the first time in forever, I think the Green Bay Packers win a football game. Josh, I'm at uh, I'm at a road. Oh, you to- are, you are. Because I always pick my team, and I always have been picking the Packers to jinx them. And here we are at an impassable road where I'm either going to be. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I'm picking, I'm picking the Bears. I just have to. It's, it's not in my blood to pick the Packers against the, the Bears. I don't, I don't care if the Bears are were zero thirteen going into this game. There's just not a bone in my body that would allow me to, to do such a thing. So give me the Bears and I'll take a loss. I mean, honestly, I think at this point, we all just got to be hoping that nobody else gets hurt because I'm not sure our football teams could play again if any more guys got hurt. No. Uh, Seahawks at the Rams. Uh, again, we talked a devastating loss for the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, they, they are now in must-win every single game. Yeah. Must-win every single game. Uh, but the Rams are just abysmal. They're bad. Uh, I think Seattle, that's going to be a home game down there in L.A., uh, so give me the Seahawks. Yeah, I like Seahawks as well. The Rams are just, man, talk about a fall off the map 
just best to worst. It's just unbelievable. Um, you feel for Sean McVay. Uh, the person I feel for the most is Allen Robinson, who's going there to really have like a good yeah, season and to have a chance. And honestly, he'd be having darn near the same type of season if he was still in Chicago. Correct. Um, so yeah, Seattle. Uh, what probably the game of the week, Dolphins and Niners. Yep. Um, 49ers defense, Miami's offense. Uh, just great storyline. Yep. Um, I like the Niners at home. That is a tough cross country trip. Uh, Levi's Stadium is going to be loud. Uh, and I like the 49ers to pull out this football game. Yeah, I do too. I really like the 49ers, their weapons. Um, I think this is going to be a great test for this 49ers defense. So how they stop Waddle, how they stop Tyreek. Um, I think what it co- this game comes down to is running back play. And um, the way that San Francisco with CMC is rolling, I just I, I like San Francisco. In a rematch of last year's AFC championship game, uh, huge game. Chiefs and Bengals. I mean, there's just good football up and down this Sunday. I mean, and what a weekend. I mean, you got okay, I you got World Cup Saturday weekend, start the knockout round. You have all the college football conference championship games Saturday. You have a great slate on Sunday. I this is just a fantastic weekend for football. For um, sports, yeah. Chiefs, I think, get the job done on the road in Cincinnati. Yeah, um, what it's to me, what it's going to come down to is the health of the Cincinnati Bengals on the offensive side. So you got Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon were limited participants in practice today. Um, so it's kind of a situation where, to me, this is this is this is how I'm going to do this pick. If Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon go on Sunday, I actually like the Bengals to win this football game. If Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase cannot go, then I like Kansas City. Um, but since that's not how this pod works and that's not how these picks work, um, I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals in an upset either way. Um, All right. I like I just, that. I'm rolling with them at home. I think this is a huge game for them. If they can beat Kansas City and that defense can contain them like they did ten- Tennessee last week, I think they'll win the football game. Goal, Chargers, goal. I like the Chargers over the Raiders. Yep, I like the Chargers as well. Um, again, Chargers are getting healthy on the off- offensive side of the ball. You hope Mike Williams can come back sooner rather than later. Um, but, you know, you got Keenan Allen back. This is a dynamic offense. Give me the Chargers. Is there a spread big enough that you wouldn't take the Dallas Cowboys this week? No. I I mean, they, they blow out. After I watched the Colts game on Sunday night or Monday night, that was just abysmal on of an offensive performance. Their coach is just – Jeff Saturday is a good guy, but he's clueless. He's just – he's not a coach. Um, Indy's a – is a nightmare from top to bottom right now. They're stuck with a quarterback that's an older quarterback. You, Your owner's an idiot. The Colts are just a nightmare. Give me Dallas. 
And wrapping up Monday night, Saints at Tampa. I think the trend continues. I think New Orleans gives Tampa all sorts of fits. Give me the Saints over the Bucs. Yeah, I like the Bucs in this game. Uh, if this was in New Orleans, I would I would roll with New Orleans. I just think Tom really struggles playing in you know down in New Orleans. But I, I like Tom to bounce back from that loss. Watch the Saints defense get torched on Sunday night by or on Monday night by that Tampa Bay offense. Tom's gonna be out for blood. Uh you have already given us your lock of the week yep. with Minnesota. Uh, I am going to take Baltimore. Uh, I like Baltimore against Denver uh, minus eight. I think if Baltimore scores two touchdowns, uh, they'll cover that minus eight spread because (laughs) I don't know if Denver's going to score. So with that, it's the last rivalry week of the year. It's we, I mean, really like we get through this week, we, we start talking major playoff scenarios. Right. Uh, For the rest of the year. Uh, So this is a great time for football. We hope you all enjoy it, and we will see you back for week 14.